Hello. Hello. So today we're back up towards Owen Sound. In Bruce Peninsula, not quite up into the peninsula, but that direction. Yeah, but a bit further south. I guess you could say we were in, sorry, Grey County. There you go. We were in the Grey County where it was quite grey for most of the day. True. The sun um, did come out a couple of times. So, Jessica's out and injured. Out of commission. Um, but we were up here doing some other stuff, so I went to have a look at a place that I've looked at a few times on the trail forks. Um, and I guess this is not to completely advise you not to bother, but don't bother. <laughs> Do you want me to say the name of the place? Yeah. So, I think that there's multiple uh, centers in Gray County Forest. This one specifically is called Glenelg Klondike. Sounds Quite about right. Cool name. Um, it has potential for edibles um, in its defense. It's mixed woodland conifer and deciduous, quite damp, and some big open spaces. But it is all double track, so all snowmobile in the winter, or, excuse me, side by side, or... Four-wheeler? Yeah, or, um, like, trials bikes, motorbikes, whatever. Electric motorcycles, maybe. Um, and it's a bit... I then was going to say it's typical of, but it's it's a double width track, so car width track, but with quite big boulders and an uneven slippery surface and some fairly steep up and down, quite a lot of deep puddles, so it's not pleasant to ride around, but I do think there's potential for wild. It's very clearly waymarked. There's a map on every junction, and it's pretty clear which way you, you know, come and go to get back to the start. What else was I going to say? I was going to say, speaking of the start, should we speak about the car park, or? <laughs> yeah, or lack of. Yeah, but accessing. So, if you look on the map, there are two parking places. They're um, both, sorry, I'll just say that they're... Now, I will, in the description, put another link because when I came out of the woods um, at the end of one of the trails, I suddenly found myself on a tarmac road with quite big houses next to a Nordic ski centre. So, can I just say that was over there, right? Yeah. Okay, so... I'll just chime in because I'm looking at the map. Um, we were parked in the middle of nowhere on, if you look at it on Trail Forks, on the, the Blue P, which is uh, on the west of the two. So we entered from Side Road 40, we turned east on Concession Road 8. And we do not recommend this unless you have some kind of dune buggy four-wheel yes. drive jacked up jeep <laughs> we have a four-wheel drive mitsubishi which has um off-road tires on it or whatever they are the mixed tires it was okay but it was not it's not pleasant 
Makes um, you a little nervous. Yeah. Um, and it and it's actually unnecessary because if you go down a slightly different road, you can get to a tarmac area and just park. So. So I'm gonna I think tell you that that road, you would access. I guess from uh, if you were coming from Highway 10 that goes through Markdale, just to the west of Markdale, there's Gray Road 12. I guess what you want to get on is Hamilton Lane. Hamilton Lane is probably the one that you saw. Where the ski hill is. Yes. And that should take you to the, the blue P that's east of the two P's on the Trail Fork map. Which is a big uh, parking area, like I said, off of a tarmac road. So, I think we tried every other access point all the way around it and did a lot of dirt roads and was a bit of an adventure ride, which little was bit. cool. Um, also, just a side note, the bugs, because it had rained earlier, then it was sunny. The bugs were unbelievable, I would say. I would use the word horrendous. Even, like, we're fairly used to them, but yeah, you get out of the car, there's a hundred of them around you, and even with uh, bug spray on and moving, they were still getting in my hair and getting stuck in my, like, just in my eyes, in my ears, and not even biting me, just unpleasant. Hey, um, did we talk about our homemade uh, bug spray? You could do, oh. which is perfectly effective, actually. Um, yeah, maybe uh, it ain't no DEET, but... Uh, well, that's good. We won't reduce our life then. Yeah. Um, so we, should we talk about ticks too or is that another time? No, we could do that as well as it's going to be a short yeah. area discussion. Okay. So at the beginning of the season, or I guess you could say early, late spring, we thought this year the ticks were particularly bad. Like yeah. there were days where we were getting three or four finding three or four of them on us and uh, you know nobody wants to have a tick creeping around on them it more freaks you out in your mind more than anything yeah and they've like known that a small percentage of them carry Lyme disease and other unpleasant things just the thought of something burrowing into me is that's unpleasant enough yeah like I said for me it's more in my head um Anyways, so we did a little bit of reading about some natural solutions and deterrents, I guess you would say, to for ticks. Yeah. And um, Jamie found that, and you know what, I've read a bunch of things, but the one that we tried was um, cedarwood. Yeah. So we bought an essential oil that is cedarwood, and, um, and we mixed that with... Uh, some apple cider vinegar and water and the cedarwood essential oil and just put it in a little spray bottle. Yeah. At the same time, I also acquired some citronella essential oil. So the last batch I made, I just whacked them both in because I think the citronella and or tea tree, there's many different essential oils that you can read about that are good for um, deterring uh, mosquitoes or ticks. The ticks specifically, though, was the cedarwood oil, and um, yeah, I think we we've been it's been working quite all right. 
Yeah, I mean, I've had... I haven't had any on me, and from a mosquito point of view, I've tried most of the sprays, including the ones that have DEET, and they're okay. There's the one that we've got that Jessica's made with the citronella in is, is as good as any of the ones that you buy, and there's nothing in there that's going to be harmful to us, so... Um, we'll keep going with it and maybe give an update, but pretty impressed. So not bad, yeah. And cheaper and easier to... And does smell not too bad. Yeah. I remember the day I was riding saying, it smells lovely out here. <laughs> and then I realized it was our own homemade bug spray. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just on the ticks, so from the research I've done, and we have a lot of ticks in England as well. Sheep ticks tend to be, whereas here I think they're more wild, so more deer Deer ticks. ticks. Um, but they're quite lazy and they can't see. Um, so if you get one on you, they're probably at ankle or knee or shoulder height because they're probably hanging out waiting for a raccoon <laughs> or a deer or they're not waiting for us. Um, and from what I've read, they don't hang out in trees generally. It's not to say they won't ever, but they don't. that's not their normal way of doing things because they rely on brushing past, you brushing past to get on you. Also, they're not, I wouldn't say lazy, it just seems like kind of forcing a phrase on an animal, but if they hit something that's um, restrictive, like underwear, or I always ride in knee pads, they get to the something that they can't get through, and generally, they, dr they drop off and go and find something else. Um, and I have had one go down into my sock, between my foot and my sock, but there's, there's only once, and I've been kind of come in contact with them a lot. Well, so I think tight-fitting clothing seems to put them off. Um, and I think... We just kind of check each other and check when we've been riding before we get in the car or try to, and then... Definitely when you get home, when you're stripping down to shower. Yeah, have a shower and just look in all the dark nooks and crannies to see if there's <laughs> the anything... The warm places. Yeah. Um, the cosy places. Yeah, so that's my little bit of research. There are people you can look up and find out more about them. If you do get bitten... Um, oh yeah, this is helpful or useful. We'll put a link in. We have these tick keys that mean it's really easy to remove a key, a tick, sorry. But you should also put the tick in a pot and keep it because if you do develop something like Lyme's disease and you can take the tick with you to the hospital, they can test the tick and find out what it's it is curious. they're actually treating and what yeah, what exactly the disease is. Yeah, so don't ditch the tick. The keep, other thing save is the tick. if you get bitten, Lyme's disease manifests itself in a few ways, but the most common way is a ring that kind of grows from the bite. So if you get bitten or get a splinter or you get like a red infected area around whatever it is, it's not that I'm talking about. If it's Lyme's disease, you get a clear ring that appears away from where the wound or the tick went in and then it gradually expands and expands and you should seek medical advice at that point because it means the poison is travelling into your body so it's not, you're not going to drop dead tomorrow but it's worth getting it checked out so Ugh. if you get bitten put the tick in a pot, keep an eye on it if it just heals there's no issue then there's no issue if you start to develop any of those 
symptoms, particularly this weird rash, then go and seek medical advice. If you go and seek med medical advice just because you've been bitten by a tick, they will tell you to go away. That's my last comment on that. Alrighty. So, that was our tangent on bug repellent and tick repellent and tick advice. Yeah. Uh, they seem to have kind of tapered off a little bit though, I must say. We're now into July and it's been a little while since we found one on us, but it seemed like this year at, for, would you say May and June? Yeah, they were particularly... It was like almost every time that we went out, at least either one of us had one on us. Yeah, I'm still not sure whether it was the area we were in, just whether that sort of southern Niagara region's a bit warmer, or I, I mean, I don't know. Anyway. Or, anyways. I'm happy that it's been a little while since we've seen one of those creepy buggers. <laughs> Literally. I'd like to keep it that way. Uh, the mosquitoes are no less, though. Nope, they've really cranked themselves up. Um, but such is the way it goes in the month of July. Early July. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to say about this place from a riding point of view. We've got a few other things to mention, but... Um, if you're a complete beginner and you want to go to your first mountain bike trail that's easy to follow and, you know, just to get to grips with things, it's probably not a bad place to go and to see any other people. I was going to say, it was talk about quiet and in the middle of nowhere and I had to just kind of hang out and I saw a lot of different birds, a ton of different butterflies. It, it was just so peaceful. Um... I also think in the spring, or in the autumn, if you were going to go and do a bit of a wild edible pokeabout and you wanted to do it on a bike, it could be a good place to go because there's lots of crisscrossy trails and it's rideable, as long as the bugs aren't unbearable. So it, it could be okay from that point of view. Um, if you want to go for a mountain bike ride, even if you're passing, I wouldn't put yourself out, to be honest. I, um, there's potential to build some cool stuff in there, but right now, riding it, it's a bit dull, if I'm honest. Yeah, pretty yeah. short, pretty small. Short, a bit dull, a bit small, fly-infested. Probably more of an adventure to find the place than it was <laughs> on, on your actual ride. Yeah, um, however, if I lived two minutes away, I would probably go and build some trails in there, because there was some good natural kind of cliff edges and dips and things where you could build something cool but you'd have to build in the winter and then um, reinforce the trail through the spring so otherwise you'd just get eaten alive if you were trying to do it any other time. And you said the ground was pretty just rocky um, it's like sandy kind of? It's, it's those like fist sized boulders a lot of the time. But under, what was under it? Like a gravelly? Muddy, gravelly, sandy okay. kind of um, fairly bruce typical but the the boulders are like loose we've ridden on them before in a couple of places it's um your front wheel goes one way your back wheel goes the other and it's fine but it's a bit it's just a bit disconcerting and you a just bit feel unpleasant. out of control eh? And you yeah, just have I, to kind of let it was, do what it's going to do yeah, I was on a hardtail today and I kind of wished I'd been on my full suspension, although the clean-up would have been annoying and it would have been way overkill, but just the amount of jostle, you know, being jostled around was 
annoying. So, anyway, so that's that. Um, however, we did find, or we've managed to call in at an ice cream store. We've been. Oh yes. Looking at or thinking about. Um, that was recommended to you. Yes, this was. We got to give a shout out to Rebecca on this one for suggesting this place called Jolly's in the town of Flusherton. Um, run by Mr. Jolly. Run by Mr. Jolly, who is very jolly, a very delightful man, and oh boy, they are serious about their scoops, um, and they're good at it. So I think he, he said... He definitely warns you, are you sure you want a two scoop? Because each scoop is the size of a softball and that is not an exaggeration. I believe he warned us that a two scoop cone weighs one pound. So we are now one pound heavier. <laughs> just what we needed for the drive home. <laughs> a real sinker. Um, but yes, a delightful experience, definitely jolly, um, good little flavor selection, they're local, kind of local Chapman's ice cream. Hard ice cream as well. Super hard, and I've, I've never seen this technique and care um, for creating the ball, the softball size scoop. Um, let me tell you, a few places could take a, take a page out of their book on on that production. And a good price as well. Yeah. And what did he say? He said he has been the owner for 25 years, but Jolly's has been scooping ice cream for 48 years. So, it's uh, it's a must stop. Yeah, and even if, you're, uh, if you've been doing other stuff like mountain biking somewhere else, if you just happen to be... It's right off the main drag, the highway there. In Flesherton. Yes. Um, so if you've been up there doing something else, you just happen to be passing. I definitely think it's worth a a stop. Um, yeah. Anything else of note today? Bit kind of. Just doesn't know what it wants to do. But it's all to say, it's actually been a fairly pleasant day. Yeah, we've so. had a lot less rain than they forecast land on us, although based on that trail it was full of uh, huge puddles, so there was some rain at some point. So. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess until next time I'm kind of done. Get lost.